Hallelujah. Now we can do it for Jesus. Let's give him all our praise, all our adoration. Let's do it better for him. He's the reason why we are here. Thank you, Lord. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for how far you have brought us in this conference since Thursday and even all that you have done today. Lord, I ask that you use these frail lips of clay. Flow through me, Father. Let no one go back the same. Do a work in us, O oh God, that will bring you glory. Bring mind shifts. Bring deep healings, Father God. Communicate to your daughters and your few sons that are here, Father. Have your way, O oh God, so that we know at the end of the day, Father, we have received something tangible. Thank you, Father. No one will remain the same. Thank you, Father. Answer the questions of hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Wow, what a beautiful afternoon or evening. What a beautiful day. Thank you so much, everyone that has ministered before now. Thank you. Give yourselves a big... I mean, can we just celebrate all the ministers, the music, the interview? Everything has been awesome. In fact, as I sat there, especially during the interview, I just wondered, okay, what else is there to say? <laughs> that was fantastic. Well, um, like I said on Thursday, I bring you greetings again from all mine to all yours, right? And I'm not just saying it. Hmm? Some people released me to be here, especially my husband, and he sends his love. Well, I want to also um, appreciate um, Pastor Agu. Thank you for being here. <laughs> he came in this afternoon and he said, I'm staying for this session to listen to you. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, for supporting uh, the women and for raising um, this kind of people in Jesus' house. Like I said on Thursday, your fame has gone abroad. Jesus' house people, right? And I'm not disappointed. Truly, you are amazing. Well, am I not talking about you? <laughs> well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to Pastor Shola, what can I say about Pastor Shola? If you don't celebrate her, I'll take her with me to, to where? Thank you so much for all that you do, for all you've done, and all your women together. I'm sure you can really, really be proud of yourselves. You've done amazingly. How to live an amazing life, or how to live an inspiring life. How many of us want to live amazing lives? But you're doing it already. You just don't know. You inspire every day, and you just don't know. Praise God. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 20. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 25, 14 to 20. Are we there? So it says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each one according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled account with them. God will check our report cards to see how amazing and how inspiring you have been. Do you agree with me? Because this man 
this small lord came back after a long time and he did what? He checked. How far? Check with your neighbor. How far? And that means how far have you gone with the talents that you've been given? I know this story talks about, talents here talks about their currency at that time. They were given money, physical money to trade with, to do something with till the Lord will come back. But let's imagine that this has to do with our gifts, our raw talents that we have been given. How far? When the Lord comes back or when the Lord checks, what will he say? And let's read on. Verse 20 says, So he who had received five talents came and brought the five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. So if you are faithful, you are amazing already. Faithfulness is required. If you're faithful with what you have been given, I tell you, you are inspiring already. It may not be obvious. It may not look like it. But faithfulness is something the Lord takes very, very seriously. Faithfulness to him. Faithfulness to the gifts you have been given. To continue to use it. To continue to work on it. She said, I've been writing since I was 10. I've been writing. I'd been, you know, she stayed with it. Because she realized it was a gift that she had. She did not neglect it. She did not abandon it because somebody else gives. Someone else's gift looked flashy or looked more interesting. You don't see writers. There are many times in the background until you see the product, right? And many times you don't even see them. That's why that person knew the book but didn't recognize the person behind the book until she mentioned the title of the book. And so faithfulness is so important. So let's read on. And then he says, enter into the joy of the Lord. He also who received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. This is a key to our joy, to use the gifts that we have been given. When we begin to use our gifts, when we begin to be faithful to that which we have, when we begin to say, I will not despise this gift, though it looks small, you will have joy unspeakable. Hello? And I thank God for the joy that we receive in Christ. You know, when we come into Christ, we're exceedingly joyful, right? How many remember that point when you gave your life to Christ? You were filled with joy. But sometimes, somewhere along the way, it looks as if nothing really happened. It could be some months after. It could be 15 years afterwards. You know, you feel dry at some point in time. You feel, ah, where, where is the joy of the Lord that I'm supposed to have? You're still in Christ. But I tell you, as you begin to use your gifts, you will have joy. And that's why you could hear that question about how, why do you have so much positivity? When you begin to use your talents, the ones that has been given to you, not another person's, you will have joy. He says, enter into the what? Joy of your Lord, of your Lord. Though this was a human Lord. Hello? So you notice it was small letter. This was a human Lord. This was a boss. This was their 
um, employer, right? And simply, what was he saying? You're getting a raise. How many people want a raise? How many people want a promotion? That's what he said. He said, I am, you have inspired me. This man was hard to inspire. Oh, you didn't know. This was a very hard man. So in case you're in that situation, you say, you don't even know who I work for, who I work with. This person is literally an atheist. But this was a hard man. Let's go on. Then who, he who received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Hello? He's still calling him Lord. Just like sometimes, we, yes, we call him Lord, but we do not do the things that he says. He says, why do you call me Lord and you do not do the things that I say? Hello? Don't call me Lord. It's not about calling him Lord. It's not about saying Jesus is Lord, but why are we not doing what he has given us to do? So he says, Lord. So the respect seemingly was there. Master, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown. Gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. Fear will limit you from being inspiring. Fear will limit limits us from living an amazing life. And so he says, I went and hid your talent in the ground. And look, there you have what is yours. He gave it back to him just the way it was given to him. May we not go back the same. May we not return, may we, just, may we not leave ordinary what has been given to us in a special way. May we know how to multiply. May we know how to be productive. May we know how to trade with it. May we know how to release and deploy our gifts for the blessing of humanity in Jesus' name. But his Lord answered him and said, you what? Wicked and lazy servant. That means when we do not use our gifts, we are seen as wicked. Sorry, I didn't say that. It's there in the word. Don't be quiet on me now. It's right there. He said, you wicked and what? Lazy servant. So when we are lazy, we won't be inspiring to anyone. He said, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. You ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. So when I come, I would have received back my own interest. He said, so take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. And then he went on to say, to everyone who has, more will be given. Many of us have been confused about that scripture. He said, to every, everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have an abundance. But from he who does not have, even that which he has shall be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. He said, unprofitable servant. You will not be unprofitable in the name of Jesus. I said there will be weeping and gashing of death. Of course, that means there will be a whole lot of regret and all of that. So he said, everyone who has, more will be given. So everyone who has result, who has productivity. So can't you see that the busy people are always the busier people? Have you noticed before? And if you're in that camp, you're like, why is it me? I have one, two, three assignments here. Even in church, it's me, pastor, will call again, you know, to give me this new assignment. There's some people that are not doing anything. And that's because they don't want the assignment to remain as it is. Hello? 
So if you are like that, step up. You have the grace. Praise God. Step up. You have the grace. You will get busier and busier because you have the grace for productivity. You're not lazy. You're faithful. Amen. So if you want to live an amazing life or an inspiring life, be faithful with what you have been what? Given. Overcome fear. Be faithful. This guy said he was afraid. Afraid of what? What was he really afraid of? He was just simply wicked at that point in time. What was he afraid of? Afraid of failing? At least he should have tried. So the one with the five talents went ahead and did stuff with it. And the one with the two talents. So it's not about the number of gifts you have. It's just the ability for you to do something. So he that had one talent, let's say one gift, one assignment, what should he have done? At least to have doubled it. At least to have produced an extra one. He could go on and produce three or four, but at least just produce an extra one. And at the end of the day, what would have happened? Whatever he produced would have been whose own? It would have been his. The Lord would have given it back to him. Their master would have given it back because they were being tested. They were being tested. And that's how we are with the assignments we have been given. Think about it. Some of us are multi-talented. Some of us have two, three things, right? Some have just one. And that one might even be, it might even be a child. It might even be you're a mother or you're a father. And then you say, okay, this is what I know for now. Continue to nurture. Continue to be faithful with that child. Praise God. You might be a, a, um, a businesswoman. You might be an administrator. Whatever it is, on top of that, you're a mother. You're also a wife. Hello? That's three. That's about sometimes four or five things running concurrently. God expects us to be faithful on all fronts. He doesn't expect you to leave one for the other. Are you flowing with me? He doesn't expect you to leave one for the other. When we look at Deborah in the book of Judges, it says what? She was... A judge. She was the wife of Lapidon. She was a prophetess. Yes, at first she was a prophetess. Then a judge. She was the wife of Lapidon. She judged Israel at that time. And she was also a spiritual mother. I don't know. If, the Bible doesn't say whether she had uh, children of, biological children of her own. But indeed she had spiritual children. Remember Barak said, except you go with me, I will not go. She had done her prophetic assignment. She had used her gift. She prayed for him. She gave him the word of the Lord. She said, don't be afraid. The Lord said that you will win this battle. It is a done deal. Was that not enough? God has shown me. He said, you have victory already. That's enough for him to say, yeah, I'm going. But he turned around and said, uh, but except you go with me, I will not go. I think at that point in time, she now put on her motherhood cap. I said, okay, I will follow you. We don't know whether the Lord said go or not. But she had done her bit. But she said, okay. Since he needs me, I will go. And she did. Hello? She didn't say, well, I've already used my gift. I'm a prophetess. That's all. But she said, okay, since you see a mother in me, and it will assure you. Motherhood is not a joke. Hello? Whether you have children from your womb or not, a whole general barrack who already had the word of the Lord, he said, except if you go with me, I will not go. She did not take that assignment lightly at all. She stepped up and she went. 
No wonder we read about her today. Your life will be more inspiring. Oh, that amen is not good enough. I said your life will be amazing. No wonder we read about her today. So we're talking about inspire, living an inspiring life, living an amazing life. Examples of inspiring women in the Bible. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary, the mother of Jesus. She not only birthed him, but she raised him. Do you know that that is not the most amazing thing about her? That she uh, gave birth to our Savior, the Lord Jesus. Do you know that? Because God chose her for that assignment. And she was informed that she was already pregnant. Hello. She was informed that you have already conceived, whether you like it or not. We have already put the gift there. But I think the most amazing thing was about her was that she raised him. She accepted the assignment. She birthed him. She did not abandon him. She followed him all the way to the cross. She looked over him. She made sure that she understood his assignment. At that wedding, she went, the wedding, wedding uh, at Cana, right? And she was there. The Bible says Jesus was there with his disciples. He was still recruiting them. He was not really fully ready for ministry. Or to, you know, or to, he was not fully ready to go out in the open, but he was still recruiting them. And they were there with him, his disciples. And they went to the wedding to enjoy themselves. Hello? Someone was like, how do you know he went to enjoy himself? He went to enjoy himself. Because they were at the reception. Pastor, they were at the reception. Because they talked about wine. They, you know, they ran out of wine, right? So he was not the one that joined the couple. Some people accept his pastor that joined them. They don't believe the marriage will be okay. Ah, he has to be pastor. He cannot send any leader to join us. So Jesus was there with his disciples trying to, you know, have a nice time. And that's the kind of nice time sometimes that he could have without before. You know, when you are thrust really into the limelight, sometimes it's difficult, but it comes with a package. Hello? And so his mother came to him and said, uh, they don't have wine again. And he was like, eh, <laughs> what's my business? She, said. she knew he could do something about it because she understood him, she understood his gift, and she believed that... Um, it was her responsibility to push him, to nudge him, to watch over him, and to kind of understand when it was time. Hello? She believed it was time, but he said, Mother, my time has not yet come. But she pressed in. And did he not do the miracle? He did, because of a woman who knew her assignment. She understood her gift. She understood her grace. So no gift, no grace is to be taken lightly at all. Praise God. So if that's all you're doing for now, maybe nothing else major, and someone asks you, what do you do? I'm a mother. Praise God. Without being ashamed, because it is huge responsibility. Hello? Is it Daria Ragland, or what's her name? Stood by her daughter, Meghan Markle, who, till she became the Duchess of Sussex. Hello? Did I say it right? And I congratulated you on Thursday already, Right? She stood by her daughter, didn't she? And you could see her there, just watching quietly. No fanfare, nothing. Like, yes, this is my work. But inside her, she knew that this was an assignment. And she'll continue to, you know, of course, watch over her, but maybe from a distance. 
So nothing is to be taken lightly at all about what we have been, what? Given. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Overcoming fear. Amy Simple McPherson, at a time when it was not common for women to be in pulpit ministry, founded a church. We became a large and major denomination today. So you have no excuse at all to be an uncommon woman, to live an inspiring life. What is your excuse right now? What is that excuse that keeps coming up in your mind? Throw it away so that God can say what? Well done, good and faithful servant. We must live inspiring lives in spite of obstacles. There will be obstacles. There will be. Hello? There will be. A dear sister who was just awarded right now. Look at what she's been through. Very tough, but she's still standing. Pastor Shola said she is still standing. So her life is what? Inspiring. Is it not inspiring? It is inspiring. <laughs> Praise God. Because some may be there and say that, no, it's not like I want to be like her. I don't want that guy. No, we're not saying be like her. She's not praying you go through that kind of situation. But in your mind, you should say, should I face any battle? Should I face any obstacle of any form? I want to still be able to stand like her. Praise God. Because some people, because of that, they may backslide. And I'm not judging them, but they may backslide and just say, God, no more. You are not faithful, so I'm not serving again. For you to allow this to happen, I'm not. And then you're now praying for them. Where are they? They've left the church. They've left God because they feel, why would God disappoint me? But this is a courageous woman because she understands the God that she serves. Praise, praise God. Amen. So we will live inspiring lives. So how do we inspire us? How do we inspire others? I said the first one, faithfulness to our gifts, overcome fear. Two, three, being courageous. Being courageous to go ahead in spite of the voices you are hearing, in spite of what people are saying. Like she said earlier on, people will say, are you not too young to do this? Are you sure you can do this? Are you Move away from such people. Love them. Hello? Mm, they just create some. <laughs> Before they infect you with their negativity and criticism. Because at the end of the day, when you do what you're supposed to do and you are shining, they say, hey, I kind of knew that, you know. We kind of knew that you had it in you. Yes. But how much encouragement did you offer? Hello. I remember my husband and I were into doing. Just through the 25 years we've been married, just all kinds of things. What I learned over time, too, I just learned to just support him in whatever vision or whatever he comes up with. And I found that I also have gotten that support, at least. Uh, when I say this is what I want to do now, I say, okay, fine, at least. Even if he's not hands-on in there helping me, he lets me be. Don't be fearful. Don't bring your fear into your relationship. Don't bring it into your marriage. If your spouse wants to do something and you are afraid and you feel it's too big, many times the fear is, okay, it's going to eat into the family finances or it's going to take a chunk of his time or her time and you won't, you know, uh, and this is going, you know, 
Just all kinds of unfounded fears. But you know what you should learn to say? I join my faith with yours. <laughs> Even though inside might be shaking, but just say, I agree with you. Because it's whatsoever true or much shall agree on that, it shall be done. Hello. And what if it now turns out well? And your spouse is saying, well, you want your spouse to be able to say, well, if not for my sweetheart, after God, I wouldn't have made it this far. Don't you want those kind of, you know, but if somewhere along the line you are like, ah, this one, I don't know. Better check with God very well. Don't transfer your fear on anybody. Sometimes we project our fears on our children. No, let them be. Sometimes these children have big dreams. Very big dreams. Many times during, between the age five, six, uh, seven, eight, maybe up to about ten. And then afterwards, sometimes in their teen years, you even wonder, but where is this dream that they've abandoned it? For some reason, you wonder. And those were very, very lofty dreams. But sometimes they've abandoned it because of what? Maybe voices, or they just had to rethink, or, you know, that kind of a thing. May we be those who fan the flames of those around us to do, to do great and courageous things. Focus, how to live an amazing life. Focus, be focused. Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and he despised the shame because of the vision that was set before him, because of what was on the other side of the pain, because of what was on the other side of death. Except John 12, 23, except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it does what? It brings forth much fruit. So we need to die to ourselves. It shouldn't be all about us all the time. To live an inspiring life, discover your purpose and be focused about it. Discover your purpose. I'm telling you, it did wonders for me. When I found out what I was supposed to be doing, and if, you don't, if you're not even sure, like you said earlier, it's not about waiting forever. Whatever your heart finds to do, your hands or your heart, do it. Just keep doing it. One thing will lead to the other. Hello. I remember recently, maybe recently, about some two years ago or so, my husband said, God said to him, when he was just praying about our country, Nigeria, and praying, and just every time, I mean, we talk about Nigeria a lot in our home, in our house. And, you know, what's going on, what's going on. Because many times, you know, you look at the country and you think this country is going to break, everything is rocky, then it would seem like it's, you know, it's getting on. It's, you know, I don't know about you, but we are kind of like so into what is going on. And so he said, God told him, he said, you cannot do anything beyond your purpose. Hello. And that so resonated with me. In fact, I breathed a sigh of relief because I thought, okay, this man will now be less intense about the happenings, you know. But no. But what he was trying to communicate or what the Lord was trying to communicate to him was just focus on your purpose. If everybody focuses on what they're meant to be doing, if everyone is focusing, you know, on their assignment, at the end of the day, the country, the community that you're in will be okay. Do you agree with me? It will be okay. 
Because you can't do everything. Even the president of any country can't do so, can only do so much. Everybody still has to do their part. In the body of Christ, said, according to that which every joint supplies, so shall be the growth of the body. So everyone has to do their part. So if you're not doing your part, you're slowing us down. Tell your neighbor, don't slow me down. Don't slow us down. You have to do your part. It is so important. It is so important, right? To this conference, right now, I'm doing my part, right? Those who are in, um, given the assignment of getting the lanyards or whatever, did you do your part? That's where everybody has theirs. Order, organization. Don't think any gift or any assignment is too what? Small. Because if you despise it, then the house will be out of order. And you wonder, how could it have been this small girl that held everybody up? Hello? If the person to hand me this microphone did not give it to me, what will happen? I will have to what? Shout. You won't hear. It will be so out of order. My voice will be strained. Everything will not be okay. Just a simple assignment as getting the microphone working and in order and in time. Hello? That is amazing. And heaven is applauding you. Praise God. Believe in people. Recognize them and validate their potential. That's so important. That is how to be amazing. Especially young people. I can't even overemphasize this. I can't say this enough. To support young people. To be there for them. To speak words over them. You know, some of us think that, oh, I'm not into the youth. You know, some people are really called out for this youth ministry thing. And really, if you are called for youth ministry, please stay there. It may look like a thankless job for now, <laughs> you know, but stay there because you are shaping their future. But to every one of us, okay, if you are older than somebody, you can encourage the person. Hello? Someone is here saying, me too, I'm a youth now. Because it depends. If you're 23, you can encourage an 18-year-old because you can say, I was once 18 before, and I know what it was like. Do you understand? So we can believe in people, recognize them, you know, validate them, support them, support them. Some of the young people that um, were at the orphanage, I remember two years ago, one of them graduated with the first class from Redeemer's University just because we were able to support. The following year, his sister graduated with um, a 2-1, which is also high honors from the same university. Six children from the same family, but they were abandoned. And the former first lady of Lagos State, Mrs. Fashola Denji, said they should bring them to my orphanage. They should just take them to Love Home Orphanage. And that's where they've been in our care since then. Not, they didn't want to be adopted because they're six children from the same father and mother, but there was just so much injustice. They were thrown out of the house. They were leaving. Both parents were already, you know, had passed on. But as we continue to support them, they continue to thrive. They continue to blossom. Hello. So recognize potentials and people, speak kind word, words to them, cause them to thrive. Our words will either let people thrive or cause them to shrivel or shrink back. Our words are very important. It's important for us to validate people, especially young people. I know we say Look to God for your validation. And that's especially for those of us who are mature in Christ, right? 
and those of us who are adults and mature in Christ, say, okay, look to God. Don't wait for people to validate you. Yes, don't wait for people to validate you. Validate yourself. But when people are young, we need to validate them as well because your voice is the voice of God. Your validation is God validating them. Your loving them is God loving them. Hello? Because honestly, nobody has anybody seen God face to face. We are his eyes, we are his legs, we are everything. We are representing him. So that is how to live an amazing life. That is how to live an inspiring life. Because at least you'll be inspiring to some people. Maybe not to everybody, but to some people, right? Last month on my birthday, my daughter, my youngest daughter sent me a text and she said, uh, amongst the things she said, you know, she said something like, you're the best mom and the most inspiring mother anyone could have. And I was happy about that. Why the words inspiring? So I really was inspiring to her. And I thank God for that. For whatever there are qualities she must have seen. And I think I have an idea what she's talking about. But if your child says you're you inspire her, then that's a great thing. Hello? So I want you to lift your head up and say, hey, I am here to do good on the earth. I'm here to do good. It's not about me. Yes, you'll be, you live a fulfilled life, receive strength from him, receive his love, receive his validation, and then do something with it. Go out and be a what? Blessing. How do I live an inspiring life? Go out and be a blessing. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Acts 10.38. He went about what? Doing good and healing all that were oppressed, for God was with him. Is God with you? Then go about doing good. Hello? Go about doing good. Healing people who are oppressed. As some may say that healing, but I don't have the gift of healing to go and be laying hands on people. But there's an assignment. There's something that you can deliver people from. Hello? Some are to deliver people from um, how? Terrible dressing, because all you see is how to package people. Hello? Do it. You're shining your light. Hello? You're shining your light. One writes a book to give people knowledge, understanding, and, you know, interesting views of life. Do whatever. No assignment is too little. It's what you call it that it will be. Hello? It's what you call it. You don't even have to let people name it for you. It's what you call it that it will be. Do you agree with me? I'm telling you. Because until you say I am, nobody will say thou art. Hello? Yes. Yes. Who are you? You're a child of God. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what? After that? After that? Are we not all children of God? I'm a child of God sent to do what? X, Y, Z. That's it. That's the definition of you. That's the definition of you. That's the definition of you. Thank you, Jesus. To live an inspiring life, let your heart be full of love. Let your heart be full of love. Say, Lord, let my, let, let my heart, let my heart, you know, be touched by the things that touch you, Lord. Let my heart be, you know, broken by the things that break you. 
And I tell you, you will live an amazing, you will live an inspiring life because you will be driven from that point. Everything you do will be from that point of view. Everything you do will be driven from a point of love. Didn't the Bible say that, oh, if, if I move all mountains and if I you know, have all faith to do this and that, and I do not have love, 1 Corinthians 13, I am what? A noise. Sounding symbol. It's just a noisemaker. But you will not be a noisemaker in Jesus' name. Let everything we do be driven with love. The love of Jesus. But you have to let him fill you. That way, your life will be inspiring. Didn't you see how inspiring that worship session was through Sandra? Praise God. You may say, hey, but we're just praising God and worshiping God. But there's a way. There is a way that that atmosphere and that presence was released because that was her assignment and she had worked on it and she you know, was coming from a heart of love and coming really from the presence of God. Praise God. So, love and care for people, it builds their self-worth. How do you build, live an amazing life again? Demonstrate courage for your convictions. It's so important. Don't shy away from what you are convinced about especially in the, in the world that we are today. Hello. In the world that we are today. Stand your ground, but do it in a loving way. Hello. Do it in a loving way. If you believe, for example, which, yeah, this is what we believe. Um, Marriage as God would desire it is between a man and a woman. Hello? It doesn't matter what anybody else believes. Hello? Stay with your convictions. Are we to love those who believe otherwise? Yes. But you don't have to believe their belief. Do you agree? That's it. That's how to live an inspiring life. Stay with your convictions no matter what anybody says. No matter what. People, yes, have been stoned to death. Stephen, in the Bible. Let me tell you, you will you'll be persecuted. We will be persecuted. But your life can still be inspiring. Even in that process, praise God. Even in that process, your life can still be inspiring. Because it's not the end of the world. Because you know you have the love of Jesus in you. And you know that you are doing the right thing. And because you, Jesus is saying, well done, good and faithful servant. God is saying, well done, good and what? Faithful servant. You are not trying to please men, but you are trying to please me. Hello? You are trying to please your master, the one who gave you those gifts. We didn't give ourselves the gifts that we have, did we? He gave them to us, so we must make the best of those gifts. Hallelujah. We must make the best of those gifts. Let me run quickly again. Handle challenges well. I think I've touched on that before. Be incredibly persistent. Be persistent. Don't give up easily. Praise God. Especially if you know you're on the right track. If you discover that what you're doing is not what you're meant to be doing, maybe you're on the wrong lane, or that is not your assignment, or you're struggling with it, it's not really your gifting, leave it. But if you know that's what you're called to, be, to do, be persistent. Practice integrity. And be inspired by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. 
The Holy Spirit is the one that gives creativity. Let him inspire you. Let him give you ideas. Let him give you witty inventions. Let him give you, show you things to come. And new ways of doing things. Because he can never be stranded. Hello? Are you in a place right now when you feel stranded? You feel there is no way out. But God can never be stuck. Do you know that? He cannot be stuck. He will show you the way out. He will give you a winning idea. You may feel, oh, all uh, in this business, this particular business I want to go into is saturated. But if you believe that's where you're supposed to be, go in there. The Holy Spirit will help you to make yours different. Dare to be different. Why do we all like, sometimes we like being, you know, like doing similar, similar, you know, same, the same. Dare to be different. I know sometimes it's courageous, it's, it's daunting to be different because it means for a while you will stand alone, right? Or dare to be different. Because when we do that, we give others permission to shine. Praise God. We give, when we do that, we give others permission to shine. I made up my mind that I would be myself. And I think my life began to look amazing and I began to inspire other people and I began to inspire myself can you inspire yourself yes your life can be inspiring to yourself because when you look at where you are coming from you look at where you are today you're like you know you call your name and you say you've tried you've done well thank you Lord you know you and the Holy Spirit have been in partnership and that's why it's good to keep pictures. I don't know about you. I like pictures. I really like pictures. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. Why? Because you can look at the before and after. Yes. Before and after. Scroll down your Instagram page. Do you know your Instagram page will inspire you? It's not just about the people that are going to look at it and like it and say, oh, this is a nice post and they click the like. No, you must like it as well. It must be inspiring. And that why I keep such things is that I can scroll back down a few months back or two years back and look at how I looked there. Same thing, you can also look at how you looked in the spirit. How were you five years ago? I look at myself, how are you, Nika, five years ago? Thank God, because now you don't get angry easily anymore. I'm like, thank you, Lord. This is really inspiring. I have moved on. Hello? You can inspire yourself. Say, for example, you want to lose weight. And then, okay, you have pictures of how you looked before. You scroll down like a year ago. You look at how you looked. You look at how you are now. And you're like, wow. I've come a long way. Hello. That's how to do it. So tell your neighbor you're amazing. What's the reply? What did the person say? Nothing. What should your reply be? Thank you. I know that already, but thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> That's how to be inspired. That's how to live an amazing life. So nothing new. Huh? If you let the Holy Spirit inspire you, then you will continue to live an inspiring life. Package yourself well. Be creative. Hello. Be creative. Package yourself well. Don't let anybody intimidate you. There's space. There's room for you to fly. There's room for you to shine. 
Do you agree with me? Some of us are not on social media. How many people here are not on social media? I said not. Why? At least just be there. <laughs> Hello? Just be there. Even if you are not posting anything for now. Just be there. I don't really have anything to say yet. But be there. Do you know why? When you're ready to be there, the name might be taken. You might not be the only one bearing your name, right? So then you have to put, look search for your name number two. Or three. <laughs> or add something to it. So you think your name is not common. You say, my name is not common. Go and search whether the name has been taken. So go click on it. Instagram, Twitter. Take up your space. I'm here. Praise God. That's where they find people these days. Someone wants to give you business. Say, okay, let me look for social media. You're not there. Say, ah, and I was going to tag her. Hello? Why? Because of fear. Hmm? It's not the devil's box. Praise God. We must be there so we can affect, so we can influence, so we can inspire. Because what it's for is you have an amazing, you have a thought that comes to your mind. You post it. And that literally might just be what will deliver somebody. Hello? So some people now, is a new puppet. Hello? It's a new puppet. Because so someone says, our word was for me. As I saw it, it came at the right time. It healed me and it helped me. Hallelujah. How many of us are ready to take our inspiration to the next level? How many of us are ready to live a purposeful life? Let's stand up on our feet and pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, we give you praise. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Just begin to talk to him right now. Begin to express your love to him. Begin to declare, say, Lord, I love you. Fill me up afresh with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill me up. Fill me up. I want to live for you. I want to deploy all the gifts that you have given me. I want to live an amazing life for you, Father. I want to shine my light, Father. You said, let your light shine that men may see your good works. You are the light of the world, the Bible says. John 5, chapter 12. And you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its flavor, it said it is good for nothing. Thank you, Father. Begin to talk to him. Begin to welcome the fresh anointing, his fresh presence. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Baptize us afresh with your love, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts that you have given to each and every one of us, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And the Lord is calling some. Maybe there's, there's some people here. God is calling you. Uniquely, and you know he's calling you for ministry in a specific way. We're all in ministry. Because we use our businesses to minister to other people. But probably you're here. God is calling you. To step it up, to answer that call. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. He said, when he led captivity captive, he gave gifts unto men. Some to be pastors, to be teachers, evangelists, 
prophets, apostles. Don't run away from God's calling. Don't run away from whatever he's calling you into, from whatever he's giving you to. Thank you, Jesus. Release yourself. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. I break the hold of fear. Fear. Fear over, over the hearts of those who are struggling right now, God, with the assignment or with the calling that you have given them. Someone is call, God is calling someone to take it to the next level. Thank you, Jesus. Take it to the next level. Don't be afraid of what people will say. Yes, they have said, are you the only one? Yes. You are the one saying yes to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Enlarge your territory. Thank you, Father. Enlarge your territory. Thank you, Lord. And I see God backing you up. Enlarge your territory. Thank you, Father. Some people may call it ambition, but it's not. You are taking responsibility as a leader for jurisdictions, for territories beyond where you have taken responsibility. You want to push out a bit more, go for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't listen to the naysayers. If it comes into your heart, it means that you can do it and the Lord will back you up. Thank you, Jesus. Don't play small. Thank you, Jesus. It's time to disengage yourself from mediocrity. Break the relationship you have with mediocrity now. It's time to embrace excellence. It's time to go all the way. It's time to say, oh, I'm, you know, just me in this little corner, you know, I'm just going to manage my life. There's hardly enough. You know what? Abandon yourself. I give myself away so you can use me. What's that song? Give yourself away. How many people are ready to abandon themselves today? Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away. Let's give ourselves away. So Let's confess that. Just for a minute or two. I give myself away. Say it. Declare it. Declare it. Declare it. Declare it. I give myself 